Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hootie Who, Glamour Girls. This is just your weekly reminder that our first show in seven months, that's right, our first show in seven months is on June 15th at the Bell House, and we cannot wait to see you there. I can't believe it's been so long since we've done a show. That's actually crazy. I know. We are leaving money on the table. (laughs) I've said it once, and I'll say it again. We are bad at our job as podcasters, but that's what makes us relatable. And guess what? This show is going to blow your mind out of your skull because we have an incredible lineup that includes Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson, the pervert brothers themselves, (laughs) Sabrina Wu, and the Pulitzer Prize winning Andrea Long Chu. Yeah! We're bringing a Pulitzer to the Bell House. You know, I have heard a rumor that she might bring the physical prize. (laughs) And potentially, you know, I think it would be fun if we actually, if she gave us the prize, (laughs) then came on stage and we presented it to her anew. (laughs) So it's sort of, it can be like Studio Lab presents the Pulitzer Prizes. (laughs) Wait, that's actually, unfortunately, that's a whole new show that we have to do. All right, Um, we're doing it. Stick genius. around. Stick around. But anyway, see you at the Bell House on yeah, June the Bell 15th. House, uh, tickets are on our in our Instagram bio. But also, guess what? Google it. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You're smart. Hard. All um, right. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Okay, podcast starts now. Wow. Wow. We are coming in so deeply red hot. Um, It's crazy. I, uh, you know, I'm going to, I think we're going to tell the story while maintaining a sense of empathy for everyone involved. (laughs) 
<laughs> Empathy is so important to remember. Uh, while maintaining a sense of social justice, of course, we are coming at everything we're about to say from a sense of how do we redistribute wealth? Of course, that is the key to everything that we will be saying. But I also want to just counter that slightly and say we will also be coming from a place of self-love and oh, self-respect. I have <laughs> never had more self-love or self-respect <laughs> in my life to the point where I would say I'm romantically attracted to myself. Yeah. In a way that feels a little perverse It's and sick even. It's nasty. It's disgusting. And it's giving sort of... Um, it's very like, uh, you know, when Janet Jackson on tour would do those especially sexy parts where she mm -hmm. like humped someone on stage, mm -hmm. except I have none of her grace or talent. So it seems it's uh, coming from me. It, it feels a little like, whoa, is he OK? Yeah. And it's you humping you. So it's like really messy to look at. Yeah. It, it's weird. I'm humping my own leg <laughs> like a dog, like a dog, like a very flexible dog. And by the way, yeah, other people are in the room. I'm like doing this sort of in the middle of a business meeting, in the middle of a board meeting even. But the whole thing is you don't care because you are so filled with self-love and um, self-respect. Exactly. And by the way, you know, dead sober, 10 a.m., this is not some sort of, I don't have a drug problem or a drinking problem. <laughs> Honey, I'm about to. After, after the story. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's the solution to our issues. Um, I mean, what it comes down to, you know what, you should say No, it. you should say it. I what think it, I'm actually too biased and I don't know if I could be leading with love and leading with empathy. The thing, the thing with leading with love is like, there is not a single person that I can point to and be like, you are on timeout <laughs> at the public school PS69 that we are part of. Sure, sure. There is not a single person I can point to and say this is your fault. But sometimes there are too many people involved in a decision-making process mm -hmm. and communication breaks down. And that leads me to my story, <laughs> which is that um, pretty much we went into the building where we record, Yes. gave our names... To the front desk. It's 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m., the time when we were supposed to record. Of course. Gave our names to the front desk person and then commenced a sort of who's on first <laughs> comedic sketch that you might find on, let's say, SNL or the Catherine Tate show if you're British. Mm -hmm. um, that lasted approximately 25 minutes, I would say. Yeah. Of sort of someone re-adding us to a list, then that list being in the hands of the wrong person so that when the downstairs person <laughs> called the upstairs person, she was like, no, I, I don't know about that list, but then the list, but then we would show the list and then we would show a name of a person be like, well, can you call this person? And he's like, of course I can call them. Can they come downstairs? We're like, well, no, if they could come downstairs, then we wouldn't be giving you a phone number. <laughs> We'd be giving you a person, a human, a warm human body. <laughs> and so then we are stuck downstairs um well i want everyone to imagine this visual you know it's visually like, it's a fancy fancy businessy building fancy businessy building people going in and out we are talking women with blazers that cost upwards of 10 million dollars we are both dressed in collared shirts and yet we still look like absolute trash well b i mean i'm not even going to look down at our pants but i can <laughs> guess both of them are stained <laughs> every single person that passed us you could feel them being like Ew. Like, who let them in? Well, we were holding coffee cups. People kept putting coins in them. <laughs> and and then to get denied at the door, it just, like, fed into their narrative of, like, exactly. oh, these, these people They are, don't belong here. They don't belong here. They're not welcome. And, in fact, we should get them out of the city. Yeah, it's sort of crazy to be on so many lists, uh, uh, 17 lists total probably at this point, and yet to be denied entry again and again and again. 
the way that as soon as you were denied entry in a place where you one are supposed to literally supposed to be the way it makes you indignant instantly like it's really hard for me not to be like you know I run a fucking podcast right yeah. <laughs> you know I have a fucking podcast that yeah Vulture really seems to like <laughs> Does that mean nothing in this town anymore? Suddenly New York media is dead. Can I say something, though, to bring it back to social justice? Sure. Because we have to acknowledge our own psychoses here. Mm. Hmm. Here's the thing. What we're mad about is that the door to the elite was open to us and then closed. <laughs> like we are, in fact, we are coming from a place of elitism and a, a, new, a newfound privilege. True. Where we are like... If it's like gun to your head, do you think everyone should be allowed in the iHeart studio? <laughs> suddenly, suddenly you're being exclusionary. You're like, well, no, we are because we're on the list. <laughs> we are not coming at it from like a liberatory uh, point of view. We're actually, it actually like, we're being sort of toxic. No, I have to disagree with you. I actually do kind of think everyone should be on the list. I think there should still be a door guy. Okay. But you should be able to be like, no, I have a meeting. Or whatever. And it can be a lie. Yeah. I don't care if you're lying. But you do have to lie. And then he has to be like, okay, you're good then. Okay, so you want to maintain like a, the a aesthetics trust. of, um, you know, downstairs, upstairs, <laughs> down, Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyone, any any of the Downton Abbey, you know, uh, cooks can just sort of put on a hat and be like, well, I'm going upstairs. <laughs> well, what a fun story for them to tell. Be like, I put on a hat, I went upstairs, yeah. no one said anything, and I went back downstairs and went back to work. Yeah, and guess what? Maybe the rich people can go downstairs for sort of like unethical tourism. Yeah, and they take can some be, pics. And they can, they can take a pics of them like <laughs> cooking a stew and be like, look at me, <laughs> I'm being so lower class right now. Okay, um, so you want basically like corporate America as a whole to become more of a cabaret. <laughs> of course. Well, I want the door guy to be theater, of course. Well, the door guy should be a very tall drag queen. Yeah. The whole thing towering over you. I'm I want bar culture. I want to show okay. my ID all right, all right. and they're yeah. like, "Okay, yes. yeah, you're you're alive." Yeah. And then it's like, "Go ahead upstairs." Oh, that would be fun. Like you're you're over 21, go for it. Wow. That's literally, like, that's kind of what I thought a door person was, even in a corporate building. Like, I was totally. like, you're not actually checking for names. Like, there's so many names and so many people. Well, it's so funny because I feel like you were so taken aback by everything that was happening. You know, to some extent, as was I. But there's part of me that almost expects that whenever I enter a fancy building, I will be turned away the first <laughs> three times I ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, even as I was saying my name to the to the front desk person, I was like, well, he's going to say no. And then I'll ha and then it's like my job to convince him that I'm worthy. Yeah, yeah. It never occurred to me that he would immediately like look down and be like, "Oh, we've been expecting you. Do you want a free matcha?" You know, I, I Well, I think the reason I want it to be so so I want a corporate America to be a cabaret is because whenever I walk into a building, I am pretending. I'm instantly like, right, 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 right. I work here. I'm an employee. Like when he was like, "Are you visiting?" or do you? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> visiting. I guess I could be, but this, I also yeah. could be working here. You know what? This reminds me of recently. We need to bring in our guest stat, but th this reminds me of recently when you were talking about someone, and you were describing how. Uh, there was sort of maybe a lack of communication between the two of you or you had some issues with him and you were like, well, you know, I'm silly and he's serious. Do you remember this? No. Who was I talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know okay. what I, and th that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting again. It's like actually what's going on is that you come from the culture of silliness. Yeah. And you are rubbing up against a culture of dead seriousness. Like there yeah. is no there is no sense of camp to whether someone is or is not on the list. Have some fun with it. You know, yeah. It's also like you, 
everything's fake. Your job is fake. Totally. Everything like being the door guy at the corporate building. Come on. Okay, if you're listening, your job is not fake, and you are valid, <laughs> and you are just as valid as the CEO of iHeart. Well, I think that job. I think it's all fake. I'm like, just let me up. Let me up and let me speak into the microphone. Yeah. Well, you know what's not fake? A physical book that you can get at a bookstore. <laughs> Which you our know, guest bravely created. <laughs> <laughs> we're so bad at promoting. No, we're not. We're really good at it. Okay. Our guest, first of all, you know, I, I have to say this is sort of a first episode where I was like, I was like, let's fucking promote a book. This is the 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 product that our guest is promoting is not an afterthought. This is a sponsored episode. <laughs> Yeah, because I texted her and I was like, "Do you want to come on and have your straight topic be hot dogs?" Like that, I'm. I should be a marketing. This is a sponsored post. This is a sponsored post. This is an hour long. But by post. choice, it's not like her team reached out and we were like, "Sure, we'll do it." Well, she's a small business. Well, first she has of all. a small business. She's a small business and a person. Yeah, well, but a small business first. Well, that's an oxymoron because <laughs> all small businesses are people, and big businesses even more so. <laughs> Okay, well, we have to bring her up. You know, now we're being sort of the campy drag queens that are bringing someone I in. I know, we in are a being fun that. way. Yeah. Well, and we should say the title of the book. That's key to promoting. Yes. <laughs> yes, the book is called Raw Dog. And it's and out? It's out. It's, it's out. been out for like a week. Well, at this point, it'll be out for like two weeks. Anyway, yeah. Jamie, hi. Hi. <laughs> Jamie Loftus, hi. It's Jamie Loftus. Hello. Uh, this was so thrilling. Okay, so I was, as you know, almost a half hour late. So I missed the entire right. uh, Camus play that you yeah. performed. Well, I sailed. I mean, not You to, really did. I really sailed right in. You, you really right got lucky. Best. I didn't even need to show my ID. They asked yeah. me my last name. I didn't even give the first three letters, even mm -hmm. though people usually mess it up. And I just came right up. Well, you missed the other chapter of this, which is that <laughs> they did end up, after many attempts, they did put us on the list. And then we went back and we were like, <laughs> we were like, wait, you do have Jamie Loftus too, right? And he's like, who? And we're like, no. ah! He was like, I only heard the two of you. And it was like, oh my God. It's wild too, because when you get up here, uh, it's empty. There's no one here. <laughs> it's so, it was so much work to be in. And I work for this company, so I feel comfortable saying one of the most haunting buildings I've ever been inside of. The, the hallways were like yelling at us when we walked down right, the Right, so when you enter, there is a hallway that is motion activated and you... Every step you take, you get a new audio cue. It was very like Kendall Roy's 40th birthday yes. in the hallway. We yes. were like, what the fuck is going on? Surely we could use this money to give people raises, <laughs> you know? But Yeah, um, hire 15 more front desk people. <laughs> See if they let us in. <laughs> one of them has to have a sense of so camp and wonder. <laughs> I do Honestly. wish the person at the front desk was taller. Yeah. Um, I know that would yeah, that, <laughs> that would give helped. us more confidence. Yes. <laughs> I do think you're speaking to something kind of powerful. If there were maybe 15 front desk people, we could break one of them. And I think that would be sort of fun to go down the line. Yeah. Just a jury's worth <laughs> totally. of people the jury, in the yeah. front desk. I like that. Oh, my God. I would love it if it was a literal jury. Just, and they all had to discuss. <laughs> They're like, what are your names? Sam and George? Okay, we'll get back to you. And they go into the room. And one of them is like, this is about justice. <laughs> I want 12 angry men to yeah. decide whether I should go in the building. I was, I mean, it was, it felt, thank you for your labor, first mm. of all, for your efforts. Thank you, yeah. Prior to my arrival, because I'm regularly, I think, also expect to be turned away from the building. <laughs> I did an inter, I went to the Bloomberg building a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. And that She's was, running. And that was one of the most chilling uh, check-in experiences of my entire life, because I was, like, wearing two jackets. Sure. And... <laughs> Sweating a little bit, looking a little out of place, and it like it, yeah, it took twenty minutes for me to get up because I think that I just looked implausible in the space in my little puffer jacket and my 
large sweater. Yeah, it really is. Um, books can be written. I mean, maybe your next book about the politics and aesthetics of big office buildings. It's it's a bit scary. Each of them is a mini fascist state. I mean, this mm-hmm. room, not to put too fine a point on it, is also pretty scary. Well, we actually love recording in the red room. <laughs> really, People have died to record in this room. <laughs> yeah, the red, that's blood. <laughs> it's its very shiny. I mean, it's, I don't. No, it's true. It's uh, I hate when people say this because it means nothing, but it's like when people are like, it's a liminal space. It, it kind of is you a liminal I mean? space, right? Sometimes I say that and I'm like, that wasn't right. right. But I've, no one has ever disagreed with me when I've said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the key with liminal space is no one knows what it means and it yeah. has lost all meaning, actually. Uh, I also think... Liminal space has died as a phrase. Yeah. People I don't say it anymore. It got um, too big too fast. Yeah. Who, who killed it? Who killed it? Um, honestly, that Twitter account that was like liminal spaces. Oh, or yeah. Whatever. And it would just post like creepy hallways. And you're like, yeah, that's a hallway, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how um, sh- there's no longer a truly a shirt that goes hard. There's After no yeah. shirt. At this point in culture, there's no point in saying a shirt goes hard. Okay. Can I say something about shirts that go hard? <laughs> I was recently at, I've actually been meaning to tell this story for months. Oh, wow. I was recently at a, at a dinner okay. after an art opening. Okay. So we're talking, f- you know, artsy, fancy, mm-hmm. wealth. Mm-hmm. I look around the table. I swear to God, it is a group of all 40-year-old men. Every single one of them is wearing fake comedic merch of some sort. Oh, no. What style? Like, like well, I I don't want to say specific, but imagine if it's like, <laughs> imagine if it's like, uh, say their names, drop it. <sighs> like one of them was like a f- uh, fake uh, Mets merch, like Mets the the baseball team, but instead of Mets, it said like you know something else in that font. You know what I mean? Sure, it's like sure, th- sure. things like yeah. that, or like yeah, where it'll be like a hat, and rather than having a logo we're all familiar with, it'll say like butt or whatever. I mean, uh-huh, they were a little uh-huh. more sophisticated Something than that. a little different. But I was yeah. sort of like, okay, we are reaching, I feel like, you know, it's like the culture of like online ceramics and A24 merch and all that stuff. It has reached a fever pitch where suddenly everyone's closets are just filled with fake merch. And you're like, <laughs> wear a suit. Well, That's going to be counterculture soon. <laughs> yeah. I wore a tux. I genuinely think wearing a suit will be counterculture. That's so bizarre. I mean, I'm participating in it right now with my little shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you are wearing a t-shirt. Would you like to describe your t-shirt? Uh, yeah. I mean, and I did. I paid $40 yeah. for it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's a bunch of Kathy's and it says Ack Flag. Yeah. It's in the shape of uh, black The flag. black flag t-shirt. Yes. I mean, I do think it is an incredible Yeah, t-shirt. I stand your I, I, I have say. to say, it's a very charming shirt. It but is. It, it, it's a part of the problem, and I cannot recuse myself from it. I can't participate in this conversation with the benefit. You know, the listeners yeah. don't know. There's no video. So. Of course. Well, <laughs> and how would they? And how would they know, considering? Uh-oh, you're hitting my pressure points. <laughs> That's the third rail, the fact that this episode has no video. <laughs> oh, we are falling apart. <laughs> the alarm is ringing. Beep, beep, beep. Get them out of there. Uh, I'm about to be silenced. <laughs> well, we've already been visually silenced. Oh, my God. <laughs> True. Um, wait, I had something to say about that, and I completely forgot, which is so iconic. Fake merch, shirts that go hard. Shirts that go hard. Oh, the the um, how we are feeling towards a twenty four merch is so deeply confusing to me. Uh, yeah, because it how do almost. We feel about it now? I feel like it was cool for a split second. Yeah, and now it's like 
people are making fun of it, but also everyone owns it. Right. And I'm like, I'm. Well, because they give it out like hotcakes at every event. <laughs> they give it out like liquid death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, it, it, um, it makes me fearful. I feel like bad for the people that bought it. Totally. Because totally. I'm like, you thought you were like doing something cool and new, and then so quickly it became a hack. But here's yeah. my thing with A24 merch and with a lot of that stuff. I sort of think the point of it isn't for it to be worn. It's like for it to be out there. Like for mm. someone, you see an Instagram of it, you see someone making fun of it, you see some celebrity wearing it at a promotional event, and you're just like, okay, good, it's there. I feel safe. Mm -hmm. Th I can see this movie if there's merch of it. <laughs> I haven't ever purchased any A24 merch, but I do like the idea of the beach towel. I think about the beach towel yeah. every so mm. often. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I've never seen, I don't go to the beach, so mm -hmm. I would never see it. Mm. But yeah. I think if I had it, I would I would use it as a bath towel. I'd use it at my house. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. Oh. The way you get those bath towels is by going to one of their summer outdoor screenings and then stealing it. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I'll go see another, you know, thriller that makes me think. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, go see Bo is Afraid. <laughs> I have an insane thought what I want to pitch to the table. Yeah. I think Me Thinks is back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> me thinks, me thinks is back. Pass out. <laughs> it is ten forty six AM and me thinks me thinks is back. Where did that come from? <laughs> I was thinking about shirts that go hard and like uh -huh. dumb internet language. Yeah, do you think interwebs is gonna come back? Yeah. I think wow. <laughs> I think like the the cheesy stuff yeah. is like gonna be coming back in a big way. Well it's sort of the flip side of indie sleeves. It's like Indie sleaze is like the too cool for school people during that era, and the people that were not too cool were like the interwebs, methinks. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? I, if That's anything, a production company. Name. Yeah, 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 yeah. The interwebs, methinks. Yeah, it's actually A24's in-house production company. <laughs> it's back to 2006, baby. We yeah. can do this. We can go back. Uh, I mean. Maybe we should, honestly. Oh. Me thinks we should. <laughs> I, well, okay. I, the other day, it came out of me completely against my will. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why did I say that? And then I was getting <laughs> drinks with um, dear friends. Mm -hmm. And it came out of their mouths. No. And they're cool. What did they say? In what context did they use <laughs> yeah, me thinks? We were just having a drink. And they said something about, like, something about summer and me thinks so this is going to be a good summer or something. Wow. And I was like, wait a minute. That, if two people do it, it's a trend. No one flinched at the table. No. I mean, we laughed and we were like, and then I, I proposed that me thinks is back. <laughs> wow. New York is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the center of culture. <laughs> I mean, there is a point uh sort of as uh, as things become as the concept of irony like eats its own tail it's like things go from earnest to ironic so fast that they basically just are born as ironic to begin with yeah yeah and you're like i guess we will reach a point where it's just like a sea of reference and like it doesn't sort of matter which one you choose as long as you say a word yeah a word will be a reference to something i don't i mean i I'm trying to think of how I would use me think. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going to like try to drop it into the episode at the, at the perfect moment. Yeah. And it's not going to hit the land. No, it's going to hit. No, it's going to hit. You have such a great sense of that stuff. Me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think you, of all people, could be the 
the thought leader to bring me things back into the mainstream. I'll Just really say it in all your book events. <laughs> Actually, it would be great if Doug is back. From now on, every time you do an interview, you have to say start every sentence with me thinks. <laughs> I'm going to the Mark Twain house tomorrow. I feel like it will Ooh, be just whoa. slide right in yeah. there. Me thinks it will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's already happening. I can feel. It kind of feels good. Yeah, yeah. It does feel. I mean, because I feel like well, I thought about Me Thinks as like a like a kind of a fedora coated. Sure. Word, like sure. Me thinks the lady of course. would yeah. like another drink. Yeah. Type of thing. <laughs> But that reminds me of some, I don't know. Those aren't the worst dates that I've been on with me. You've th- been t- with uh, me thinks on guys. dates with Fedora. Me thinks guys. This is a yeah. uniquely like sort of straight coded woman experience that we like don't know about. It's yeah. like meeting mm-hmm. these kind because these kinds of straight men don't have like gay friends, obviously. So it's like it's this secret <laughs> world. That's true. I, but I'm, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like sometimes no, you just you hear dating stories from women. You meaning like a, a gay guy. <laughs> 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 hear stories from women. And you're like. Whoa! Like, like in the movies, like, like there are guys like that in real life. Yeah, yeah. There are. They're out there, and they don't have any friends that will tell them that yeah. it's like a confusing and disorienting thing to do. Do you ever? Um, is it like a? Do you like stop the date if they're like that, or are you like, well, let's see where it goes? I've never stopped a date in my life uh, because I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but no, I, I this the one I'm thinking of is like a guy I had a crush in high school, like. Year it was like a date that was like seven years in the making. I'd gotten out of college. I'd gotten out of this horrible relationship, and I like ran into him when I was visiting home. And he thinks that we should go on a little <laughs> date one day. And I was like so thrilled. I texted all my friends from high school, and it turns out he was a me thinks type the whole time. Oh. And he really wanted some like foamy IPAs with me and yeah. to, mm-hmm. to to catch up. Um, I haven't seen him since, but he wore a fun little hat. Oh, man. And he thinks I needed a second drink. (laughs) Damn. And he was right about that, and then I left. Damn. Me thinks the lady would like another glass of ale. (laughs) (laughs) Some grog. Some grog. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Could we bring back grog? Is there a place where we could get D&D language into everyday life? Yeah. I mean, then it's it's always tough when we... Same. (laughs) It's always tough when you circle around the general f- field of nerd culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's so loaded. It is. Because it is yeah. simultaneously the underdog and what is dominating the entire entertainment industry at any given point. Right. And when you say something about it, you don't realize, or when you say something negative about it, you're hurting someone you love mm-hmm. and you <laughs> yeah. don't know yeah. it. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I love Chris Hardwick. We, and as a podcast, want to hurt Hardwick. him. No. <laughs> No, I don't care how big his house is. Mm-mm. I don't care how far they put him into the, into Hearst Mansion nope. or whatever. Um, I think the gay equivalent. I was recently at like a gay campground uh-huh. where, like, I'd say you know there were some lovely people there, but I do Ooh. think the humor level was lacking in yeah. sort of a similar way, totally. where it was like I heard people like playing volleyball and I overheard them be like. Oh well, what should our team name be? And then one of them goes, no. "Oh, the sexy bitches." And then everyone, ha, 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 that is amazing. And it was like, "That's we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard." People can't tell, but I'm pressing the button that launches <laughs> me into outer space, and it's not working. That also feels very 2006. It's very 2006. Yeah. It's very like if you can put it on a mug, you shouldn't say it out loud. Like you need to to 
think bigger. And I understand that we all come to this place to relax and let our hair down. Mm -hmm. But and maybe it's a slow process. You don't need to be there immediately. But like next time you're here, I need you to have a higher level of humor. (laughs) We can do better than sexy bitches. I mean, how many master's degrees do you think were on that volleyball team? Oh, my God. At least two. Just absurd. (laughs) Just ridiculous. People... When they, I understand that people are trying to be polite by like laughing at everything, <laughs> but it really, really teaches the wrong lesson sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's so powerful to um, hold back that laugh. Wow, Sam mm-hmm. Tagger railing against participation trophies in our <laughs> culture. I can't help it. I'm so cranky. I'm going to be an absolute no, sexy you are, bitch today. You are, you are, in fact, the going off alarm has been rung. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we should do our first segment and then absolutely rush into talking about the topic, a.k.a. the book that is sponsoring this episode? <laughs> yeah, I think we should absolutely do the cool. first segment. It's gonna Jamie be Loftus, two-time guest Jamie Loftus. Mm. Um, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and in this segment we ask you a series of rapid-fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing to test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works, and if you do, we will quite literally... Do verbal abuse to you. I really like that. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I have no questions. Sam. Okay. Jamie. Yes. Sipping a cold brew or sucking a hot dude? <laughs> sucking a hot dude. <laughs> okay, Jamie. Eating a sloppy Joe or voting for Sleepy Joe? <laughs> Eating a sloppy Joe. Okay. Paul McCartney's temporary secretary or MGMT's oracular spectacular? <gasps> Good. Ooh, I think oracular spectacular. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Okay, Jamie. Strutting your stuff on the red carpet or saying, That's enough at the farmer's market? <laughs> mm. Um. Strutting my stuff at the mm. red carpet. I don't, yeah, I don't have the confidence to go to the farmer's market. Okay, marrying your high school sweetheart or burying your college bachelor of arts in your parents' basement? Um, burying my, my bachelor of arts for sure. <laughs> Stacy's mom has got it going on or our father who art in heaven? Our father who art in heaven. That's making a comeback as well. <laughs> yes, very much so. Religion is so big right now. Um, pip Pip Cheerio or crisscross Applesauce? Mm. Pip Pip Cheerio. <laughs> I, I'm laughing already. Tegan, Tegan and Sarah or Reagan and Powa? <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Oh, my God. No, not again. Not again. Yes. Let's keep doing that. We're too high up. We need to stop recording. The Don't jump. Oh, you put me in the red room. <laughs> You can't put me in the red room and say Reagan and Powell. Take it in, Sarah. Wow. That, that was, was really amazing. good. That was a really good performance. Reagan and Powell. Reagan and Powell. Powell. Um, damn, I think 999 doves. Yeah, we rank you from 1 to 1,000 doves. Wow. And I got to agree that it's a 999 situation. I'll take it. I'll take it. I actually find that that was a cleansing little I segment. I agree. I mean, that's sort of a, that's I have found nice. the point of that segment is like, no matter what directions we ha are going in, mm -hmm. when yeah. we're completely unstructured, we can get back on track. Mm -hmm. I do want to address one thing you said, yes. which is that, the choices were between a red carpet and a farmer's market. Mm -hmm. You chose red carpet and said, I don't have the confidence to go to a <laughs> farmer's market. I would feel, I would, is there nothing there? I feel like I have never been to a farmer's market. I walked through them sure. fast. Book. But once again, you're comparing it to a red carpet, the most elite of spaces. You, you're like, a red carpet, better. I feel at home. <laughs> I would feel better because no one is like asking me, no one would ask me a question I don't know the answer to. I, that's carpet. true. I think at also, the farmer's market, they would. The red carpet is a stage and a farmer's market is like, an interpersonal event like I think the farmer's market you have to like you are going you're waiting in line at someone's stand mm -hmm. and then you have to be like um, what cheese do you have and if they're uh, like I have these four yeah. cheeses and I've never heard of them I'm gonna be like 
yeah, I guess I don't like any of those. Bye. Yeah, and I hate small businesses. Oh, let's start there. (laughs) And I hate people, uh, you know, doing their best and making it on their own, connecting with their community. It stresses me out. No, No, but I like they're. And then if you're on a red carpet, I'm assuming you could also. It's like not inappropriate to be like, where should I go? Mm-hmm. Is it a lot? Like, I feel like you can ask actual questions and it's just like a good brain dead environment yeah. where you just have to look okay and people will ask you the easiest questions of your life and you don't need to know about ingredients. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, a red carpet is like cosplaying sort of like feudalism. Like it's like the worst of income inequality, <laughs> capitalism, <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas the farmer's market is cosplaying communism. Yeah. And it yeah. is telling that I would know what to do more uh-huh. in the red carpet situation than in the farmer's market. Like in the That's red carpet, true. I'm like, I have seen enough footage of red carpets. I have I, I, I can so easily like you so easily look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, those are the reporters. Those are the stars. That's the carpet. That's where mm-hmm. everyone's going. You know what's going on at the farmer's market. It is true that you feel like you might make a mistake. And also then the meta part of that is like. And then you feel bad that you are not that you don't know your place within a communist state. Yes, yes, and it's it's it, I, I don't know. This is like I'm bringing my own anxieties to the table to the red room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do feel like I I fear judgment uh, within the farmers market space. Yeah, I don't like. I think if I ask the wrong question, someone will be deeply annoyed mm-hmm. with me. Farmers markets are like the record stores of food. Yes, totally. Yes. Yeah. Ugh, I yeah, and I and I don't have the clothes, and it's I it's it's so hot outside, and I it, I don't know, I just can't do it. I yeah. can't do it. All right, we'll see you on the red carpet. Right. See you on the red carpet <laughs> with your non-locally sourced meats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jamie's just like munching on prosciutto <laughs> on the red carpet. Corporate corporate prosciutto, One of those, like pepperoni wrapped cheese sticks yeah. that I like, or perhaps a hot dog. <gasps> oh, oh well well oh. well, look at that. Oh. Small business. So, so. <laughs> so Jamie, you know, it's funny. I was um, at your, I performed even. You did. A set. One would say a you I, Yeah, well, one could say that. One could say it. If one was being literal, because I did. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I, I performed at your big launch, book launch, New York book launch, because you've already launched it in LA. (laughs) It needs to be launched in every city. (laughs) It does. It does. Including uh, uh, Hartford. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But I want to, I was really raving about it to my um, live-in partner last night because I was like, you know, he's a writer and, you know, you tend to sort of go to a lot of book events that are like, you go to like the 92nd Street Y, you go to like a Mm -hmm. bookstore and it's like the author in conversation with I'll say it, someone with no screen presence. <laughs> and then you just like are t- seeing them talk, like go back and forth and back and forth. The author is making some sort of like MFA references. Everyone in the crowd literally has an MFA. So they're all like, and it's just sort of like, why hasn't anyone hacked a way to make this forum more enjoyable? Then I go to, I go to your event last night. We're talking, there is stand up comedy. You are. You had three costume changes. You brought up three different special guests that were not comedians that were each contributing something different that had to do with hot dogs. Mm-hmm. There was literally a point when you were interviewing one of the guests where I teared up. Wait, wait which the guy? hot dog? The king. hot dog king. He was amazing. Jamie was interviewing this guy. What's his name? Uh, his name's Dan Rossi. Dan Rossi. Yeah. Who is who has a hot dog cart outside the Met? 
and was talking about how he has been sued by basically every New York mayor, <laughs> starting with like Giuliani, <laughs> and also by Donald Trump. Yeah. And he's like, and every time I win, and he's like, probably like you know, seventy eight years old or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then he did, he he had I mean he had a bar where he was like and you have to like just keep fighting and like follow your dreams and if you keep standing you'll win and then everyone's like (sighs) yeah it was just crazy but it was just like I was like wow just put on a variety show if you want to save books it's not that hard it's not that hard (laughs) (laughs) it's more fun and it's less like I don't know it's like less work for me on stage totally like you get breaks yeah it's great yeah so maybe think about that next time Hanya Yonagihara Jamie, is it um, stressful for you to single-handedly have the book industry on your back? Um, yes, but I feel ready. <laughs> no, I've been, I've, I, I really, like, I don't know, it's like I've never worked within publishing before. And it's really interesting to, like, putting these events together has been so bizarre and fun because I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have a, like, I'm going to have some stand-ups on the show. And it's like, you've reinvented the wheel. They're totally. like, hold on. You're doing what? It's like this happens every day in your neighborhood. <laughs> in these same venues even. Yes. In these same cavernous rooms, there are stand-ups doing a little set. But like in this way, it is revolutionary. I know. I'm like, I would love to take credit for uh, yeah. the idea of shows we've been doing for a decade and be like, and I'm kind of like changing the narrative around yeah. book. Um, I'm changing the narrative around book. <laughs> So t- I want to know a little bit about like, I mean, I do think we should get into how hot dogs are straight because of course. Mm-hmm. that is, I think, such a complimentary because I feel like and I have not read the book yet. That's OK. <laughs> but based on what I know about it and what you talked and the readings you did last night, I feel like a big part of it is like hot dogs are American. Hot mm-hmm. dogs are capitalism. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs are class war. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs are inequality. Mm hmm. And I, I think potentially the missing link with all of it, it's like the complementary thing to every idea raised in the book is where do they fall on the Kinsey scale? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's changing. I feel optimistic. Now, this is where I need to talk about social justice yes, as well. Please. Is I think that things actually are changing. <laughs> and in the last 15, 20 years, the hot dog has grown increasingly queer. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we're there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Um, no, I don't know. I There... After I got that, I got uh, last night on stage, like right before the show, I got an email from my Algebra 2 teacher that was like... You guys talk often or... (laughs) (laughs) Haven't heard from him since 10th grade, since he gave me a C plus in his class. Oh my God, Yeah, I did not. And I was like... (laughs) 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 And he reached out through my like little website uh, page and he said, uh, like, hey, I saw that you released a book. I was your teacher in 10th grade. Uh, I really think you should write about math in your next book. I think it's really important to get the message out. The message being math. math. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I've seen what you've done for hot dogs. <laughs> Could you do that yeah, for could Algebra 2? you do that two? for Algebra 2? <laughs> <laughs> Which is wild, because he has to remember how bad I was at it. <laughs> Uh, it all it that also makes you think like someone's so single minded. It's like okay, if he 
had the energy to email you that, that means that his entire day is basically reaching out to various people and asking them to promote math. To like, promote it, math. You, you can't be the first on it. You know, it's, you know what I mean? No. Like, I don't think this is like the first time he's done this. I'm not an ideal candidate. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really make sense. Yeah. For him to have done it, but yeah, so but I, but I was like, wow, there's all these missing. I thought I hit every angle in the hot dog. Clearly, I missed the math angle. Totally, mm-hmm. that's already been brought to my attention. And now I I didn't discuss the Kinsey scale. Well, you angle. have to. You did this. I I we should say the book is called Raw Dog, and it's sort of part cultural history of the hot dog and part travelogue of this road trip that you took in the summer of 2021, yes. going around the country eating. Approximately seven hot dogs a day, from what I understand. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did have one thing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Sam's having a panic attack. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, quite a few, quite a quite few. Quite a few. <laughs> yeah. And Damn. in your town. Did that hurt or? Yeah, it did. It didn't feel good, uh, and I I feel like it did send me into sort of like a I don't know because it's like 2021, so you're already sort of in a psychosis state but eating that much hot dogs certainly did not improve the situation and then people like will give you hot dogs once they find oh, out you're the hot dog person yeah. so it, it those numbers can even go up it was pretty gnarly yeah there was there reached a point where um i just like i don't know my brain would i, I was like sleeping really hard yeah really hard uh, and a lot and um the rest of the day i was eating hot dogs and taking notes about them and stuff yeah, it's so crazy that the, the the sort of the journey of doing of creating something that is a about a topic yeah. is like okay, you're like you pick a topic you love or are interested in and you're like great. So now I'm going to dr- like sort of drive this to the ground and the goal is like by the end of it inevitably you will be so sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't really happen. But it didn't I happen. S- I still you still really like all the hot dogs. I mean, I was like so excited last night to I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily thrilled to eat hot dogs sure. at this late stage. Yeah. But I'm still excited about the hot dog community. Mm-hmm. And mm. I've been so that is actually something I was thinking about um with uh professional eating mm-hmm. in the hot dog sphere specifically because it's really like it's gotten worse over time and I was trying to confront uh, noted hot dog eater Crazy Legs Conti about this last yeah, night. Who was one of the guests last night? Was oh. a professional eater. Okay. Yes, and that's his legal name, so I can't tell you what his real name. It that is his real name, but so I was trying to sort of grill Crazy Legs towards the end of the show about sort of the gender politics mm-hmm. of the hot dog eating contest because it used to be all genders and then they split it into a men's contest and a women's contest. And oh. I was like, has anyone ever challenged like? that or have there are there like non-binary hot dog eaters are there queer hot dog eaters like and they they we don't know we don't know <laughs> they've been erased from the history books <laughs> we don't know <laughs> and like i i've i've looked there's like the most i can find in terms of like uh pushing back against these decisions uh is the women's contest uh wants to be back on ESPN and not ESPN3 where they are now Whoa! Damn, Which is ridiculous. It genuinely makes me upset. Um, but outside of that, I'm like, there's, I don't, I, I'm like, maybe, I mean, there has to be queer hot dog eaters, or maybe not. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm right, trying right, to learn right. more. I mean, I would like for there to be. Yeah. But also, listen. I'm opening the floor. You know what? You know what there is. I can guarantee what? you, some sort of Fourth of July drag queen that is sort of faking doing a blowjob oh, to a hot dog. I've act- I have seen a hot dog eating contest with drag queens. Yeah. Now that. Yeah. Now that. Out. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I love. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I have seen it, but I'm like, we gotta get, we gotta get him in the league. Yeah, no, totally. It, the, the queering the hot dog, you know, it's a dangerous, uh, it's a dangerous process because sure. here's my here's my guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not knowing much about this world is the more you queer the hot dog, the more you sort of gentrify it. Like I, when I imagine like, oh, we're a queer owned hot dog vendor and mm-hmm. they're called um, Justice Dogs. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of, it's Look giving... under that hood, <laughs> honey, there's no justice to be found. <laughs> it's kind of Portlandia sketch yes. at that point. Yes. I see, uh, I see. It's almost, yeah, it's again, to queer it would be to politicize it and to call it straight, whereas right now it's almost like assumed straight but ignored. Like yeah. it's like. Well, it's so straight <laughs> that it is, not it does become almost camp like the yeah. the, the visual yeah. of the hot dog is inherently ridiculous and funny yeah you know it's like because it's so american it's so ridiculous it's so phallic like it would be so sort of like besides the point for us to be like okay why are hot dogs straight well first of all they're phallic second of all they're unhealthy third of all they're not vegan it's like yeah we know <laughs> I actually think one reason, though, that is a, a sort of among that list, yeah, is that they're so easy to cook. I think that is part oh, of what makes them yeah. a straight thing. Oh, totally. And yeah. it's like it's like that's why grilling is so straight because it's like, what if cooking was easy and men could do it <laughs> and look well, tough? Yeah, there's so many. There's so much uh, like s- straight dadness to like almost everyone I would talk to. They'd be like, oh, that's the food my dad would make me. That's the food my dad would make me because he couldn't make shit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is the food that makes you love your your dad. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> You'd be like, wow, he really put in an effort yeah. that day. I mean, talk about Freudian that the food dads make is like a giant cock. The, the, yeah, the, your your dad's boiling up a bunch of cocks yeah. for the family, and you're like, he's really doing his best. Yeah. He really is. He's like, Meanwhile, my mom is making sloppy joes from scratch, <laughs> slaughtering the cow outside herself. Yeah. And I'm Disgusting. hating it. I'm hating every second of it. Where's the fucking food? Oh, oh my, my God. God. When I think back to like, how much of a bitch I was about my mom's cooking when I was a kid, <laughs> and no part of it did not cross my mind that it was I was being hurtful. I mean, this you know, obviously when I was young, not when I was like seventeen. <laughs> but you know, it's like you're. So, I remember she would make this one like meatloaf, and I would always very performatively like be like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard because you are you at their mercy, yeah. and so it's yeah. really hard to be like. Have notes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I even remember, like, getting groceries and, like, when I would be like, I don't like this type of cookie. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to stop getting me this. <laughs> like, I'd rather How'd have nothing over? than have to eat this. Wow. <laughs> How'd it go over? Not great. It would always, I would, like, be hurtful. And I wouldn't be that bitchy. I was, you know, not a 30-something gay man, but... <laughs> You hadn't learned. Now you go back and you're so bitchy. Your mom cries every yeah. time she talks to you. She cries, but she's also like, but honestly, work. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Yeah. I don't know. I do. I wish that there was more. Uh, there is more gay hot dog culture. Totally. I don't know. There's time. Mm-hmm. We've got time. I feel like if and also it just takes a, a champion. I think I was trying to think if there was a place I went to on the trip yeah. that was owned by not uh, some guy. Totally. Like a straight guy. Yeah. Or even if there are any people you interacted with, whether they were customers or mm-hmm. fans or whatever that were visibly queer. So the crowds at my show 
are very queer and so i'm trying i'm like okay this is this is the yeah. opportunity sure. to really and, and then last night crazy legs conti mm -hmm. gave the whole crowd of like fucking 200 people the uh the location for the after party for the fourth of july hot dog contest as well as the password you give at the door Whoa. which i believe was swordfish Whoa. and so crazy legs conti has Invited. Open the floodgates, yes, that's right, and and to invite you know a, a, a heavily queer audience to see Joey Chestnut, and I think we could really get some results. Okay, All the right. the place that I'm thinking of that I I'm pretty sure was owned by a queer couple, but it was in like deep Georgia, so they were like, it was ambiguous. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it was, and they were so mean to me. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Well, yeah, just awful. Well, they're, they're hiding, and they don't want you to expose them. So. <laughs> yeah, here you are on a podcast outing them. <laughs> I won't say where I was, uh, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I, so I went. It was early in the morning, and their specialty was this hot dog that was like a breakfast hot dog, wet, covered in beans. Um, they, uh, they'd been working together for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, they live together. They run the business together and that's all they have to say about it. Yeah. Um, one, they were in some sort of argument when I got there about how one was uh, afraid of chickens growing up. Uh -huh. This is two men. No, two women. Two women. Two okay. Women. Yeah. They were in some sort of performative argument and everyone was loving it. Okay. Apparently this happens a lot and, Ooh, and uh -huh. everyone's loving it. One of them was wearing a big dog t-shirt. Like they were awesome. <laughs> and, uh, they made me like a pretty gnarly hot dog. It was like slap the bun down on the, and then you know making no I, I appreciate this making no uh like what am i trying to say not e trying to hide the fact that the bun was from a grocery store sure. and was just out of the bag slaps it down <laughs> right pulls out you know takes the tongs takes the hot dog can of beans mm. can of hot beans <laughs> uh <-huh>. so that <laughs> so the bread is essentially just like liquid gluten right. at this point and then you know puts it in front of me and i'm trying to make conversation i want to make contact i want to know more about them and i was like oh am i the first person to order a hot dog today and they they couldn't have been meaner about it they were like no there's been people coming here since five in the morning for this <laughs> and then turned around and walked away and then like continued wow. their argument about um one woman's fear of chickens. Damn! Wow! I really liked it. Sure. Yeah. So the most. So the most. The most queer moment from your research was two closeted lesbians pouring a can of beans on their vibe. <laughs> yes. What would you say were the straightest moments? Ooh, the straightest moments. There was a lot of. I mean. It's kind of hard to choose. I mean, being it depends on if you consider the Nathan's Contest camp because I feel yeah. like it does sort of. So I wouldn't even say that that's the straightest uh, thing involved. I feel like uh, the straightest thing in that was like in New Mexico. I was at this uh, car park and it was a guy who would run the place with his wife for like 40 years and I ordered a hot dog and instead of writing the order down, he instead complained that uh, no one wants to work anymore <laughs> for like 10 minutes and then took that's, my order. That's classic. Then, I'm addicted yeah. to that. I, love I think that. it's so fun. Oh, sorry, I have a different story, but keep going. But no. also the concept of a car park, that's such a sort of straight, Yes. It's like yeah. take a park, 
mm-hmm. you know, nature, beautiful butterflies, mm-hmm. car. <laughs> and it is like it was uh, whatever originally designed for straight teenagers to finger each other of course, frankly, of after course. football games. So it is. Yeah, the car park setting. is <laughs> Now it's been gentrified straight. by straight hot dog vendors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty straight setting the car park. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When I was in Chicago, I used to live in Chicago, and they're a real hot dog place. They're obsessed with this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in that space, I felt like it was almost able to become queer because it was like part of 
it had like a specific ritual and a specific little dance to it. Mm-hmm. And like, ev- like if you know, you know, like it's got to be like this. And everyone has like their favorite place. And it was like this thing where even though they live in Chicago and have lived in Chicago forever, it's still like mm-hmm. fun to get the hot dog. Yeah. And that surprised me. It felt very, um, that's their chosen family. Do you- <laughs> Is that the future of, do you think that will spread? Do you think there's a way like the hot dog could become more integral, more beloved, more seen as like something valued than something like accepted? I think so. But it's also, it's like, yeah, it's the fine line between, because it's like cities like New York and Chicago and LA also underrated LA eats uh, the most hot dogs per capita of anyone in the country. Uh, but we're not, you know, talking about that's it. That's sort of crazy. Time. I'm shocked. It's why I. It's a shocking fact, but it is true. There's a lot of hot dog places and a lot of hot dogs in LA. I think that it the because of the culture of LA, it's downplayed. Uh. There's a lot of great hot dogs, um, but like cities that have hot dog infrastructure. But it's like if you're building hot dog infrastructure in uh-huh. a city now it's going to be super gentrified and it's like well how do you how do you split the difference i don't know i feel like you got to get like places from like small businesses from like chicago and new york and even even michigan let's go nuts mm-hmm. and then ohio while we're at it and get them to do like small franchises yeah. uh and hopefully not like get out of control because there's a bunch of places the thing with la hot dog culture is that uh, i I'm, I'm talking too much about hot dogs no, 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 no. <laughs> that's the whole point uh is that like they uh there's a lot of gentrified ones downtown that essentially like rip off uh mexican hot dog recipes and then sell them for 14 dollars. got it uh so it's like well how do we get someone to not do that there's a place in chicago i would love to franchise uh, called fatso's last stand <laughs> oh my god i love that <laughs> it's so good well, it definitely implies some drama it's, yeah <laughs> yeah he's holding on for dear life yeah it's me against the music <laughs> and me <laughs> Fatso is, I regret to inform you, dead. Oh, <laughs> no. He passed away a few years ago, but he was, like, so funny. And he, you know, people, I think, they tried to cancel him. Yeah. They tried to cancel him for body shaming himself. Wow, the woke but, mob. Oh, my yeah, God. The woke mob came for Fatso at Fatso's last stand. <laughs> he didn't even live through it. He <laughs> fucking killed him. <laughs> Hope you're happy. Literally, that's what killed him. <laughs> that's what killed him. Cancel that's culture. What killed him. <laughs> But it's so good. I don't know. And they have like, yeah, those freaky Chicago rituals with totally. the hot dog where they're like, don't touch the counter. Or like, I, I, don't, I like getting yelled at a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hot dog culture is getting yelled at. Yeah. Well, is it that place, the Wiener Circle? Wiener Circle. That's like their whole deal. No one. I went uh, like last month and no one yelled at me. They couldn't have been nicer. Oh. I was shocked. Maybe they're under new management. <laughs> I was shocked. Wait, I, I, I actually don't know about this. Wiener Circle is a place in Chicago that's like. You go there and people they yell at you and they call you a bitch and you like order <laughs> yeah. a dog and they're like here you go that's, you hungry bitch or whatever. Ooh. That's a pretty campy hot dog. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's queer. Yes. I mean, that's fully LGBT. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is kink positive. Mm-hmm. It is it's ethical so BDSM. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay if you come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when they yell at you, yeah, but they're like the. It, that they famously there's like a this American life. there's a this American life about it because yeah. there really are funny. there's also like a complicated racial element because like the, yes. it's in like a white neighborhood but it's like a lot of black employees and it's uh, like this is weird um, and potentially problematic I see I see I see huh. they did um it, I when I first learned about because I didn't know anything about anything when I started Daniels and when I learned about the Wiener Circle they were only doing 
drive up and so it was like drive up verbal abuse <laughs> they were just like throw a tomato at you. made it look even more bizarre i feel like in the space of the restaurant you're like this is what happens here like everyone is like welcome to have their criticism of it because it is like pretty bizarre but but taking it to the sidewalk was very strange yeah um, well also it, i mean obviously it's always sort of heartbreaking when employees are forced to do a gimmick as part of their job yes whether it's something as simple as like wearing pieces of flair or like Dick's last it, resort like culture. in cold stone where they have to like sing every time you tip oh, them yeah. I mean, things like yeah. that but there is another layer of weirdness when the thing they have to do is berate the customers yeah yeah and then if and then, then the customers who show up if they're not berated they're yeah. Like me, disappointed. Right. And what is that? <laughs> I kind of, I, I was, I was kind of relieved. Well, did you go? I think it also gets more mean because it's like a late night place too. Yeah, I went at like three p.m. and I think that they were, they're like, this is the nice shift. Yeah, this yeah. This is we're, we just want to get through the shift. Yeah, after like, eleven, that works you're getting great yelled for at. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's late at night. There was another. Oh, there was another place. There's this guy in Berkeley. There, the theme of the restaurant is like '70s era libertarianism. It's that was a pretty straight space. <laughs> oh my god! Such a stressful building. How did to that be in. intersect with hot dogs? It, so I'm <laughs> um, read a book. He he doesn't know, but the way he added in, it's so. This is camp to me. Okay, on the menu, uh, the hot dogs are listed with tax included mm. but then next to the tax um, they say how much of it is tax and then there's a little cartoon of a hot dog slashing the tax with an axe <laughs> and people and this guy is known for like punching customers in the face oh my Ooh. god yeah very I've, libertarian <laughs> very libertarian of him yeah that was a pretty straight hot dog stand. damn wow yeah you barely made it out alive <laughs> I didn't realize the hot dog scene was so um Tense, so so intense, and um, I didn't realize that it was such a thriving subculture. It rocks, and everyone is very much hanging by a thread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I think, and let me know if you if this rings true. It's like the hot dog is at the end of the day such a simple thing. There are only so many things you can do with it. Mm -hmm. So people, and yet it's so popular. Mm -hmm. So if you are a small business owner selling hot dogs, you have to find a way to differentiate yourself and mm -hmm. you can only do so much with the actual quality and content of what you're selling. Yeah. And maybe that's why there's so many gimmicks, rivalries, like whatever. Do you mm -hmm. think that is part of it? Yeah, I think it definitely is. And there's, yeah, because it's sometimes like it's, you can have a really good hot dog. There are really good hot dogs. But if you're running like a place that's like you want low overhead, the hot dog can only be kind of so good. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to find like maybe you do. There are places that do like something weird to a hot dog. Totally. There's and there's places where it flops hugely. There's this place in New Mexico where they put SpaghettiOs on the hot dog and you're mm. just like, what are we doing here? Uh, but yeah, it's like you got to have you got to have your little thing. Yeah. I mean, it's so quintessentially American to just have this like giant industry of people desperately doing things to try to charge <laughs> like 75 cents more. And you look into it, you look into it. And what's at the core of it? It is a piece of the most disgusting, like plastic meat you have ever seen. And it's like, it's yeah. just like the rot at the core of it all. <laughs> it's all pain to get to like... I mean, I'm, yeah, there's there's places where, like, the gimmick is kids work here. And you're like, that can't be <laughs> That's not a good gimmick. That's an unethical gimmick. But Damn. that's, people don't talk, people don't, you know, they're like, oh, I love the hot dog, yeah. too. Wow. Mm -hmm. Anything to make a splash, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
It's all about headlines these days <laughs> in the hot dog business. Used to be about quality dog. Now it's about Matt headlines. Matt <laughs> Damn. Wow. Do you ever eat hot dogs? Do either of you ever eat? I love hot dogs. I had two <gasps> hot dogs last night. Oh my gosh. Oh, because it's it was just Memorial mm-hmm. Day. Yeah, it was just Do you have Memorial a preference? Day. Wait, what are your what are your makes? Well, I was thinking about this last night because you were talking about how a lot of people are anti-ketchup and you sort of roll your eyes at like anyone with such strong opinions about what not to put. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not, I'm never going to be like holding a sign that's like, I hate ketchup, but I am one of the people that would prefer mustard, Mm -hmm. relish, Mm -hmm. maybe, which is, I think, the classic New York style, as I learned from the New York King last night, is is mustard, relish, and a little bit of onion. Mm -hmm. I would say that... And actually, I don't even need the onion because I go back and forth with onion. But definitely, mustard and relish yeah. is my preference. I I'm I'm Chicago dog pilled. I love the stuff. Uh, it was you it do was the salad on the dog. I do the salad on the dog. What I love the hot peppers. The <laughs> <laughs> There's just a ton of stuff. There's like uh, tomatoes, a many. celery spear, sport oh. peppers, um, too much celery salt. On. And you know what else? I need a giant sort of um, disgustingly phallic pickle on the side as well. Oh, I like the that. The taste of a pickle. When you're eating like a hamburger or a hot dog, I mean, there's nothing like. Well, it. on the Chicago mm-hmm. dog, they put the pickle right on there. All right, well, <laughs> maybe they could just knock it off a little. <laughs> well, I, I the Chicago dog was a real breakthrough for me because I was a real plain hot dog guy. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like condiments. I was it's a Betty White type. Yeah, I was kind of. I was a child, and mm-hmm. I, it, it really symbolizes for me the growth from childhood to adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you knew you'd come totally. of age. <laughs> kind of. I was like, oh, when no one's around, like when my parents turn around I like this stuff (laughs) well I have started this is something I learned from my boyfriend as like a uh, you know you have sort of things in your repertoire that are quick dinners when you don't want to cook whether it's truly like a frozen Trader Joe's dinner or whatever else and one of the things we now just have in the freezer is um sausages from I want to say they're called like Brooklyn dogs or some weird (laughs) some like brand like that and it's like it's filling you do a little, maybe a little side salad, put some mustard in there. Nice. I mean, you got yourself a beautiful dinner. Oh, that's wonderful. You know what I hate? <laughs> All right. Here she goes. Okay. <laughs> okay. When people are like, oh, you know what we should do for dinner? Like, let's grill. Let's do burgers and dogs. Mm-hmm. But then someone's like, oh, actually, you know what would be good? Burgers and brats. Like, I'm like, just do it normal. Mm-hmm. Get the burgers and dogs. Mm-hmm. I hate the, like, brat as, like, like spitting on the lower class. <laughs> like it's like, no, we're better They're than hot dogs. A little bigger. <laughs> there, yeah, I couldn't get it. I, I there was someone in, in line last night who was like, put their hand meaningfully on the book and was like, "Do you get into brats?" <laughs> <laughs> Valid question. And I was like. I do not. That's a separate book. Totally. Brats, that's out of my purview. Yeah. That's like that's uh it's like a Wisconsin mm-hmm. thing. That's Wisconsin vibes. And I and I and I honor it, but I don't <laughs> want to throw brats on the grill. Be serious. Yeah. yeah. Too, the serving size is all off. It's <laughs> no, I really wrong. think a hot dog. I sort of think I got to say your book is coming out like at the right time politically and socially. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's an essential part of Biden era art. Yeah. Quite frankly. Wow. Defining <laughs> the Biden era? Yeah, period. <laughs> How embarrassing. You're a very Biden era artist. Yeah. Thank you, so much. you know. Yeah, your book is giving me thinks. <laughs> Around the summer where the me thinks returned. <laughs> the me thinks movement. The me thinks. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm really 
gonna just like smash oh, through the, the glass. Oh, the me thinks movement. The me thinks movement. You can't. Say, you can't. Say you can't say that stuff. Um, should we do our final segment? Uh, yes, I think we should. Um, you know, it's crazy. I had one million things I wanted to I can shout start, out. I have one. I, I can start okay. describing it, and you can you can think about it. So, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> Our yes. final segment, our final segment is of course called shoutouts, and in this segment we pay homage to the classic straight tradition of radio shoutouts. You are at TRL, you are at Z100, you are calling in to shout out to your boys and girls back home. Mm-hmm. It is a radio shoutout, and it can be anything that's on your mind lately that you want to um, promote out into the world. Oh and I can, I can go. I have. Truly, it's like the most anti-hot dog thing I could possibly recommend. Are you ready? I'm so ready. (laughs) What's up, losers? I want to give a shout out to the Metropolitan Opera's Fridays Under 40, which is when if you are under 40, you can get discount tickets to the opera. And that's right. I saw La Boheme for $50. (laughs) I have to say... There is some, I, you know, you think these things are not for you. You think they're only for the 1%. But guess what? Because the 1% is dying, they are making these tiny little doors that are for people that are willing to sort of like go on the internet at a specific time and then press a button and then and then pay $50 for it. And you got to take advantage of that stuff before they take it away from us. Go to the Met website. Get a ticket to Fridays Under 40. I had a real dream that I would be so moved by the opera that I would cry. I was honestly pretty unmoved. However, I will say that the sets were beautiful. At one point, there were there was a two-floor, a two-story Parisian market on stage, and a donkey came out. A and real guess donkey. a real donkey. Wow. It came, wow. Out, it came out just for literally the gag of a donkey being there. It had no place in the plot. And everyone was like, gag, haha, yas mama. Then a horse came out. Whoa. And that also was there for only a split second. What? I'm telling you, and I paid $50. Whoa. So get out there, wow. go to the Met website, and if you want to see a live donkey on stage, <laughs> look up Fridays Under 40 and see La M. And you too can be like Sharon Moonstruck. Um, okay, I have one. Um, <laughs> what's up? Uh, everyone around the globe, I want to give a huge shout out to Shelter. Mm. I recently went camping and I was in a tent for two nights. And let me tell you, this is what no one tells you about a tent. It still gets very cold in there. The outdoors is quite violent. In, even though it is beautiful, you you are not comfortable at night. This is a fact. During the days, I'd be like, wow, camping so beautiful at night. I'd be like, I don't know if I will live through the night because it is 48 degrees. That was one of the hardest things I've ever been through in my whole life. And now I am back in buildings and I am loving it. I am living my true authentic self inside of an apartment that is inside of a building. And I am controlling the temperature and I am laying in bed and I am plugging my phone in at whenever I feel like it and I have never been more myself and I love society XOXO wow wow yeah it it actually was tough I don't know if it ever gets warm at night um, I hate camping but I hope it does because I I love the concept but in practice I was like it just is hostile out there. Yeah. What I ultimately want is glamping, but then you're like, okay, if I'm going to pay that much money, it genuinely feels stupid to it do does, this. It's like yeah. just stay at a hotel. What are you doing? Yeah, you're like the mean family yeah, in a it, goofy movie. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Um, 
Well, Jamie, whenever you're ready. All right. What's up, losers? I'd like to shout out my pet rock coming back again. I was so thrilled the other day. I've had a pet rock since 2006. (laughs) I love her. She's in my pocket right now. I love my pet rock. I got it at a baseball game uh, due to my hometown baseball team being called the Brockton Rocks. They're like, what should we do? Sell rocks to the kids? They did. I bought one. I loved it. I carried it around with me every day. It kind of became my thing. Until I got a back brace And then I put it away Because <laughs> I was like That's too many weird things We gotta put her away For a couple of years I took her to Paris During my semester abroad Wow then thought I lost her in Paris She's gone for 10 years Right And I thought She's never coming back Not 10 8 years A long time A long time I go home last summer My dad is like My dad is like Clearing out our house Has left a bunch of items On my childhood bed Lo and fucking behold There she is I lose my mind. We immediately begin traveling the country together again. Uh, We're having a great time. I bring her to the Magic Castle about a month and a half ago. Then, next morning, can't find her. I was like, holy shit, it's happened again. She's gone. I can't, there's no time. I've been touring. I'm back on the road without her. It crosses my mind, but I'm like, I can't. I only found her. When I forgot, when it, when all hope was lost, so I cannot devote, I cannot look. I just need to let her come back, right? My book comes out last week. I'm uh, asleep on the couch because I'm leaving the next morning. I'm hungover. Uh, I, I wake up the next morning on the floor. There she fucking is. Uh, so I just wanted to shout out her coming back again. Uh, it was a much shorter absence uh, than eight years. It was about two wow. weeks this time. Uh, she could leave at any moment, and so I cherish every moment, and that's why I'm so thrilled to be with uh, the two of you and my pet rock in New York wow. today. Wow. Woo. Wow. Well, that was amazing. That was incredible. She's I, very much giving where'd you go burn to death. <laughs> also, I hate when like a pet rock is better traveled than I am. I know. It's not fair. It's great. Um. Well, she should, she should guest on the pod. <laughs> she should. She's actually pretty chic. Her, her oh, oh, her wow. straight topic I is know. soil. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to so clear the soil. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Well, this has been an absolute delight. Thank you for doing the podcast, and honestly, thank you for being here in our most trying time. Yeah, we oh. came in. I've actually never been lower in my entire life Mm -hmm. than at the beginning of this podcast. I feel like you've really bounced back, which is like the consummate professional I know you to be. Uh, Well, I feel much better, and I couldn't have done it without you. I'm so relaxed. (laughs) And thank you for saving the publishing industry. Yes. With stand up comedy. With stand up comedy. (laughs) Thank Thank you for saving books. Uh The written word has never meant more than it does today. Thank you for (laughs) writing Raw Dog by Jamie Loftus. Thank you for Mm -hmm. subjecting yourself to thousands of hot dogs. Uh, not that many. I mean, a, a good like two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's Bunch. a lot of hot dogs for the sake of your public mm-hmm. and and everyone listening. Go out and buy Raw Dog by Jamie Loftus, or even buy the audiobook which you read yourself. I sure do. Ooh, Ooh. crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. Bye. 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 This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.